Welcome to the Make Life Less Difficult podcast. This podcast explores what it means to make life less difficult for each other and for ourselves. We share stories of struggles and successes because we believe sharing our stories eases the difficulty of life. I'm Lisa Tilstra, your host. Let's jump into today's conversation. My guest today is Yoon Ri. Yoon is a real estate agent and a real estate investor and also a wealth and success coach. Yoon first came to the United States when her, with her parents at age five from South Korea. Moving to a free country was a concept she didn't fully understand at the time, but she did see the struggle her parents faced and witnessed how hard they both worked to build a life for their family. The intersection of family values and success is a concept Yoon learned early and has carried with her ever since. She has always been intent on honoring her parents' sacrifice and giving her whole heart in every venture she takes on. Yoon is the team lead for Keller Williams, Mary Mack Valley in Massachusetts. I was introduced to Yoon through Mary Forster, who is also a real estate agent in Massachusetts. And I met Mary through Tim Robinson, who is my business partner at the REI Concierge. I mentioned this because I truly love the growing network that is a result of this podcast. Connection is a core value for me. And I just, I smile and feel such gratitude when I start saying, okay, well, I met this person through that person and that person through this person. It, the connection that is happening for me, for others, getting to introduce people to each other, it really gives me joy and so much energy. In our conversation today, Yoon brings so much wisdom and enthusiasm for life. And I am so grateful for the exploration and the discoveries that came out of our time together. And my hope for you is that you will also be inspired and energized as you listen in today. And welcome to the Make Life Less Difficult podcast. Lisa, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so, so excited and so honored to be here with you today. I'm very excited too. And we have been talking now for about 14 minutes and I'm kicking myself that I didn't just hit record as soon as we started because there's already been so much good conversation. So I know it's going to be a real joy to explore with you and just see where our conversation goes. I love it. So to start off, this work that I do, this podcast is built around the quote by Marianne Evans, what do we live for if it is not to make life less difficult for each other? And I just like to ask my guests, when you hear that, what does that mean for you? I mean, there's so many versions of that, right? Like there's so many ways to make make life less difficult. Truth be told, I really believe that life, in order to have a successful life, and everyone's definition of success is whatever it means to them. Right. But the definition of having a successful life or the formula to having a successful life is so simple, so simple. Yet at the end of the day, we complicate it all. Right. And I always tell people it's simple, but not easy. Mm, Yes. Because the simplicity of it is love something bigger than yourself. Love yourself and love on others. Mm. It doesn't mean like everything. Right. It doesn't mean accept everything that you have to take it all in. It just means operate with love and gratitude, right? Love on something bigger than yourself. Understand that there is a higher power, whatever you decide to believe in, because it's all the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Believe in something bigger than you. Believe in you and know that you're perfectly made in design. Mm -hmm. 
And that this entire physical journey that we're on is all for you to experience more of who you are and what you're capable of. And if everybody knew that, then they wouldn't take life so serious. They would be open to failures, mistakes, and understand that it's just a journey and a game. Like we're playing a sandbox. Yes. Right. So who cares if you fall, you get bruised your knee, you're going to get back up and find something else that you're going to enjoy. So when you, you know, I love the name of your podcast because the programming that we've been under of you have to work hard in order to find success. You have to grind. That belief system is not true mm-hmm. unless you believe it to be true. Then you'll create that reality for you. Yeah. But I choose not. And I really hope and pray that people that are listening understand that it's simple as changing your belief system to make life less difficult and find the simplicity and the joys in life. There's so much there, Yoon. And I have to tell you, I confession for myself when I first heard this quote, I think it's beautiful, right? Like, and I, and, and it really resonated with me for, I love people. I love working with people. I love, I love helping make life less difficult for others. And the second part that I saw for myself was I make my own life so much more difficult than it needs to be. (laughs) And, you know, if there's four different options in front of me, I have been known for large portions of my life to absolutely go after the, the most challenging, the most difficult and coming across this idea of, okay, well, what if I, what if I actually made life less difficult for myself? <laughs> like, What would that look like? So I resonate really deeply with what you shared and appreciate that perspective so much. And it is simple and it's not always easy. Exactly. And that's where the consistency matters, right? That's why studying matters. So if you don't mind me asking, when did you um, start making the decision to you know, work on making life less difficult for you to become to that awareness? So it's a, it's a great question. And I, I think, I think about different phases in my life where I would go through something really difficult. Like I lost, lost my first husband 17 years ago. And that was a really like, that's involuntary, right? There's involuntary difficult things that happen to us and then transition into, okay, I've got to heal and gave myself space to do that. And then I found myself back into the grind. Okay. Now I've got to get it all figured out and I have to fix all of these things that I learned about myself so I can get everything right. Moving forward, <laughs> you know, all the dysfunction I saw in my first marriage, I was like, okay, I mean, I didn't, I didn't want my husband to pass away, but he did. And now I've got a chance to do this again in the future. And I'm going to figure everything out and get it all right and have the perfect <laughs> Relationship, you know, and I, and you know how that went, right? <laughs> how did that work out for you? <laughs> you forgot to ask for all the things, right? <laughs> what you asked for. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yeah. You know what's amazing in that one story alone, Lisa, right? And just to kind of talk about how we develop as people and think about it, and it's no fault of our own that we are programmed to think that if things are not hard for us, that it's it's too good to be true. Right. Think of all these statements and programs that we actually hold on to belief systems that are absolutely not true. Right. We've been programmed to think that if we're not working really hard and grinding at life and there's a simple method like that can't be right. Yeah. Right. So it's your, it's our programming that makes us think, choose the more difficult path. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. we're not in belief that life is supposed to be this simple. But yet it is. Yet it is. And truth be told, we're not even supposed to know the hows. And that's why from your first marriage to the second marriage, as you thought about all the hows and you thought you had it all mapped out, you know, I love this conversation because this is so, so important, right? This is what most people do. 
they have to feel like they have to have everything in the control within themselves, right? Have everything mapped out. They got to figure out all the hows. Mm-hmm. And that actually does two things. Number one, it keeps them in procrastination because they don't know where to begin because mm-hmm. they're, they think that they have to keep on analyzing more. They don't have every little detail. So there's got to be more details that they have to figure out. Mm-hmm. The second aspect of it, when a challenge comes in, not according to plan, right? Or if the plan just reveres off and it's not exactly the same thing, then immediately they go into failure mode. I must fail. Like I, it, this must right. not be right. 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 And what then did I do us, wrong? Yes. When in actuality, all you were supposed to know was, you know what? There's a lot of amazing things that I loved about my first husband. And there's a lot of things that I didn't enjoy as well. However, I would love to take the things that I enjoy and actually expand on that and make that much greater and greater. And I don't need to know how all that's going to show up. I just need to know that my next marriage is going to be even that much more amazing. And when we hold on to that thought, and that desire in our heart, everything else is taken care of, right? Because the how that shows up is actually better than anything you could have actually imagined, better than anything you could have wrote out in detail. Mm. See, because the world and God, whatever you want to believe in, is actually always working for us. Mm. So I have to ask you, you okay, take me back in time a little bit, because everything that you're saying is just so beautiful. And I, I, I have so many different questions. I'm curious of what has your journey been to get to this place of seeing the programming of realizing, oh, wow, things are working for me here. If I shift my perspective this way, that way life can become less difficult. Jump in when, wherever it makes sense to share your journey of it's so amazing. So I just, like I said to you, I just got back from um, Florida and I, you know, I've been working with a spiritual coach as well, like, you know, and I invested into myself. So I, I work with multiple coaches, right? I attend classes, but I will tell you, um, I was actually talking to my mom this morning mm. and a lot of this conversation actually took place with my mom this morning because my mom is also very amused at, as to my journey and where I am now, because everything started to shift really shortly for me. I felt mm. like I was living in the blind and in the dark for 40 plus years, truth to be told. And it wasn't until I actually got studied and continuously study that my levels of awareness continuously increases and life becomes less difficult, right? So with that, I just wanna share with you, um, I'm a Korean immigrant um, with a very much of a struggling family background. My parents absolutely came here for the American dream. You know, not to get so far away into every little detail, but even when I was four years old, I remember my mother telling me, you know, that she was going to come to America and her and my father were going to come and they were going to create this life for us. And I didn't really understand what that meant because all, you know, as a four-year-old, all I wanted was my parents, but they were always working, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted more time with my parents. And now they're telling me that they're going to go to America. And you know what my mom said? My mom said, well, we'll send you candy. Because what do you tell your kids, right? Like what, what they like candy at that point in time. And I remember that moment crying and bawling my eyes out saying, I'll never eat candy. I just want to be with you. Wow. Right. I didn't. So with that, so my mother couldn't leave. She stayed with us mm. and she waited two years later when we had the opportunity to come. So we came to America and I will tell you, knowing what I know now, it's all thought creation. My mm. mother's, and my father's desires of what they wanted to create and what they wanted I'm just an exponential, like magnified, like vision of that, oh. right? And everything, there is no coincidences in life. The universal laws are so, so accurate mm. and perfect.
perfect in design when we can really tap in and understand what's happening, mm. right? And again, I wasn't aware of all this. Throughout my life, and many of you guys that are listening, you might be feeling this way because, again, there's no, there's no coincidences. So if you're listening to this, it's because you're curious or you understand, right? Mm. So therefore, again, just tap into it. Throughout my life, I always felt certain things or noticed certain things and had questions, right? With no answers or I just felt protected. Like, you know, what I've seen my family go through as far as all the struggles, all the difficulty, and yet what my parents were able to accomplish, the things that I put myself through. I was not only just a a struggling immigrant, but I was deathly sick. Like I was so sick in Korea that my family didn't know whether I was going to survive or not. So sick to a point I would go to school and I couldn't retain any information. My mother didn't know whether my brain worked or not. And she, all she care was I want her to live and be healthy I don't and 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 for a Korean mother to say that that takes a lot because in Korean mothers all they want their kids to be are very smart you know lawyers doctors right like you got to take over the world but my mother was so concerned about my health that she said all I want her to do is be healthy all I want her to be is healthy fast forward make a long story short we came to America and one little thing after the other doors and opportunities opened up not just for me but for my family I started to feel better I mean granted I went through a lot of health issues in my adolescent years even in America but there were progression points right like I started to to get better and for those that know me or have known me throughout my journey knowing what I know now I realized I've co-created myself as well I've manifested the world that I currently live in and I was doing this unconsciously right? Because I didn't know. But again, keep this in mind, guys. And if you're listening, the teacher comes when the student is ready. Mm. Isn't that the truth, Lisa? Yes. The teacher comes when the student is ready. So evidently, I must have been ready several years ago, because I was very, very grateful to meet my coach, whose name is Brian Damaso, who introduced me to Proctor Gallagher Institute, right? Who took, like, literally, I took a course called Thinking Into Results, which now I teach because I'm so passionate about it. Wow. Right. So my husband and I are now teaching this because we feel that this is actually something that every person needs. Mm. It teaches us about the fact that we're living on three separate planes. We have a spirit, intellect and a physical plane. Mm. And when you can understand how this whole world operates and you can learn the universal laws and you can learn more about you than you understand everything else. Right. Because it all starts here about learning about who you are and what you are and what we're capable of and really how this whole world actually operates. Because mm. it doesn't operate by accident. It actually operates by simple universal laws that everyone is governed under, but no one teaches it. Yeah. I take that back. There's a lot of people teaching it. So thank you for all you teachers out there teaching it, but it's not <laughs> out to the masses yet, right? We want to get out to the masses. <laughs> yeah, it's still a work in progress. I, I It's so interesting hearing you talk about the universal laws and that it starts within us. And one of the things that think that comes up for me is, you know, going back to what you mentioned previously about the programming that we grow up with. I grew up in a, I'm grateful, a very loving family. And what I was taught though, was that things are not in my control. There are external forces that are controlling everything. And I need to you know, try to stay connected with those external forces. And, and it, it, I mean, in an informal way, I would just say like, life just really felt like a crapshoot, right? Like, cause you could pray for things, but you always had to accept if it didn't happen, then that was God's will. If it did happen, then, okay, that was God's will. But then if it didn't happen, that was God's will too. And so 
it, it really, for me, I felt like I was programmed to not expect big things because if I expected big things and then it didn't happen, I would be disappointed. So I just kept my expectations low. So I would essentially be disappointed less. And Lisa, you hit it right on the head. That is literally how we've been programmed to operate. Not just you, but all of us. And truth be told, and this is where I think it's very, very important. Nobody did it out of like um, uh, uh, of malicious intent or anything like that. And this is exactly where I think this is so important for us to recognize is, you know, our parents did the best that they can. And not just our parents, but everyone, right? Yeah. Everyone did the best that they can with the level of awareness that they were at. And I'm so grateful for that. Because without contrast, our human brains cannot even compute what's good or bad, right? It's the law of opposites, polarity. We don't know what's good unless we know what's bad. There's no up without a down, no left without a right. So for us to be at this point in time, like I'm so grateful for all the previous generations and everybody that have sacrificed and that lived the life that they live in order for us to be aware to the point that we are now, Mm. right? So with that said, majority of everybody's programmed that way and they're still continuously getting programmed that way yes right because yes if you actually want something bigger well you know what what happens if you don't get it we don't want you to be hurt mm-hmm. and that's how they were programmed mm-hmm. so that's what they think that that's how we show love mm-hmm. right and then we are subject to live in this little box yeah. what i find so amazing and beautiful again it's everyone's journey and my 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 view and perspective on life is that every single person on this planet is absolutely perfect the way that they are. And they're supposed to be exactly where they are, right? With that said, studying, knowledge, whatever, whatever you call it. And, and, you know, I don't want people to think studying is just reading books or whatnot, right? There's so many different variations of studying, but really at the end of the day, it comes with an open mind and open heart starting there first right? If we actually just open up our minds to different possibilities and different ways of thinking, we open up our hearts to start loving different things that maybe we had judgment towards, Mm -hmm. right? Those first two things need to be existent. Mm -hmm. And as long as we open those up, and then we literally, then a lot of things become study, because then we stay in curiosity, just like we were talking about, right? And that curiosity, because our brain is like an operating system and a switching board, right? So our brains will look for all the things that we're curious about to learn. And it starts with open mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it does. And it, it's been interesting. And I'll, I'll, again, just reflect a little bit on my own journey because I, I, as I reflect on my upbringing again, I was kind of taught, again, with good intention, but I had a closed mind. I was taught these are the answers. If you have any questions, like check here and this, here's, here's all the answers. Here's your little box. Like, okay, go forward and have a nice life. (laughs) As I began to open up my mind over the years, it's interesting to notice people's reactions, right? Because some people are super resistant to that. And if they keep their mind closed, they want you to keep your mind closed too. And that can be a challenging part of the journey. It is. And that's where I, you know, I really want people to understand that we're all connected. We are all connected, right? And it's so important to understand that because as you elevate, right? Just like you said, as you open up and you elevate, it's that reason alone as to why you're seeing more people being open to it. Mm. Does that make sense? It actually starts to, so what we're experiencing in our thoughts and our feelings is actually the reality that we live in. Mm. Does that make sense? 
It does. It's so important to fully understand that. And it takes a lot of studying and understanding. And this is a thing too. This is where I want to help people because right now we consume more information in one day than people used to consume in a full year in the early 1900s. So think about this for a second, right? There's a lot of things that people are going through. And if you see the increase of depression, anxiety, suicide, all of these negative emotions, it really boils down to the fact of this idea called the knowing doing gap. And what we mean by that is, as the more that we know, right? So you have so much access to so much information out there. People are doing podcasts, YouTube channels, books galore. I mean, tea, there is abundance of information. But I think the biggest thing that people are missing out on is the fact that knowing is just not enough. Mm-hmm. What's happening is people are consuming more and more information. They're gathering more and more information, they're gathering more and more information. They're learning but their body's not actually executing the results that they are looking for. So it actually causes them to have more anxiety, which causes more depression, which causes more diseases, which shows up in our physical world, right? As sicknesses or things of catastrophes or all of this stuff. Mm. What we really need to teach people is that knowledge is just not enough. Mm. And this is exactly where this is so important. It's about programming. 95% of our given day is all habitual programs, meaning that your body goes into action and your thinking is the same pattern 95% of the entire day. Mm -hmm. So if the knowledge is just sitting in our logical brain and our body doesn't take action, because I need people to understand this as well. Logic can make you think, but it's the emotions that makes your body act. It's the subconscious programmings that lie in our subconscious brains that causes our body to go into action so as we gain more knowledge take less action causes that gap increases our anxiety our depression all of that stuff so Mm. how do you fix that so how do you fix that you start doing things that are not normal right we've actually been programmed to read something once be done with it well let me ask you when you wake up in the morning and you go to brush your teeth do you have to think about brushing your teeth nope How many times did you do it to not think about it, though? Quite a few. How about walking? (laughs) Right. Nobody gets up in the morning and they don't they don't ever have to think like, oh, if I step down, am I going to float up in the sky? Right. They've done it a million times. They understand the laws of the gravity that they're just going to be there. Right. That's what programming does. Programming Mm -hmm. is just doing without thinking at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you get knowledge down into the belief system? Repetition, 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 repetition. Mm-hmm. there's only two ways you can create a program there's actually three but i'll discuss two there's three but the other one is two that i'll discuss number one massive emotional impact whether it's mm. amazingly well good or amazingly tragic right when someone has a baby their program switch you become a new person right mm-hmm. because you're, you're you're a new person now mm-hmm. or think of something tragedy that happens or something massively you know traumatic Mm-hmm. Your body goes into like create new program. Absolutely. Right. But we don't want people to go through a massive emotional impact in order to create new programs. So the second way is repetition, just like we program to brush our teeth or the gazillion programs that sit. Like think of the mothers that are that that are, I mean, mothers can feed their baby, cook the baby, clean the house, and like talk on the phone and solve the world all at once because of all the programs that we have in our mind. <laughs> it's so true (laughs) right (laughs) because of the repetition 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 yes so we have to teach people more of the universal laws and about programming and how we operate because once we they understand that they get to fully lean in and start fully understanding who they are and what they're capable of 
And truth be told, Lisa, we'll never fully understand exactly all the talents and capabilities that we have in this lifetime. Mm. And the journey is to self-discover that as much as we can, you know? Yeah. So share with us a a practical example. Like if somebody's listening and they're like, okay, I'm intrigued. There's some, there's some new program programming that I would like in my life, in my brain. Um, what's a practical way and place to start? Absolutely. Absolutely. Simple things, right? Again, simple, but not easy. Yeah. The reason why it's so simple, they're all simple concepts, but the reason why it's not easy is because you have to have the discipline, Mm. right? In order to be consistent with it, Mm -hmm. because it's all about programming. Yet, if you're looking to create new programs, it actually starts with making a decision that you want to create new programs. I always tell people, it's not, we don't get to create our future. It's our decisions and our habits that create our future. That's a great distinction, right? We don't get to create it because so many people are walking around. They know what they want to do, but they can't get themselves to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not about the knowing it's our decisions and our habits that are going to create our future for us. So first make a decision that you want new programs and then ask yourself, what are the habits that you need? Mm. Right. And it could start with something so simple as this. And this is something that I encourage. It's amazing how how many times I will sit with an individual and I'll ask them what they want. Believe it or not, answering something that you want is actually a challenge because a lot oh. of people haven't given themselves permission to actually desire, I right? Believe it a hundred percent and have experienced it myself, still do on some days. <laughs> so think about it, right? It sounds like a simple concept, but to say, mm-hmm. what do you want? Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is what usually happens because of programming people will start to say the things that they don't want. Yes. And I want to hear, I want, yeah. I want you to hear the very quick decision, right? Well, what do you want in life? Well, I want to get out of debt. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to work this hard. I want, right? All of a sudden mm-hmm. I go and ask, what do they want? And they just listed 10,000 things of the things that they don't want in their life. Yep. Okay. Now this is some uh, laws of cause and effect. Whatever the cause is, there's an effect that comes back in turn, right? Mm -hmm. There's a cause and an effect. Mm -hmm. So when we're thinking about the things that we don't want, what happens? If that's the cause that we're putting out, the thinking about the things we don't want, what's the effect that shows up? The things we don't want. (laughs) Bingo. Bingo. And this is what most people are living in, right? Talk about the known doing gap. And this is exactly what happens. We are programmed, right? that most people are living in fear, lack, worry, and doubt. When their universal laws and everything teaches us, <laughs> believe me, there's nothing but abundance in this life. Mm-hmm. If you really think about nothing on this earth was ever created or destroyed, and all the abundance that currently exists is because of people's increase of awareness and desire. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, how do you get the place to become better? Increase people's awareness and desires, mm-hmm. right? So then knowing that as well, well, how do you create new programs? You can create many programs. And I guarantee people that are listening can think of gazillion programs that don't serve them. Smoking, you know, checking on the iPhone gazillion times. Like we have a lot of programs that may not serve us. Mm-hmm. Focusing on that doesn't help. And focusing on quitting smoking or getting out of debt will actually create more opportunities for that to increase. Mm-hmm. But it starts something so simple as this. I want to be happy. I choose to take more walks. Mm-hmm. I choose to journal and self-express. I choose to discover a new me. One of my favorite tools is meditation. Mm-hmm. Yet I know that's a journey in itself, right? To get to that mm-hmm. point. But it starts with the decision. 
It starts with a decision. And this is also a really helpful tool that I tell with a lot of people. And Mel Robbins talks about this as well in the, um, in, in one of her books, which I think is absolutely brilliant. But a lot of times to get somebody to believe how powerful their mind, right. And their feelings and their emotions are how powerful we are. If they're feeling really crappy about themselves, it's very hard to believe something, right. It's very hard to believe something when you're down and about and you feel so crappy about yourself. Yes. But I want people that are listening that wants to kind of just know that you're a powerful being and that you are perfect in design. You're perfect where you are right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Understanding that and you have the curiosity to say, well, how do I develop habits and how do I get my programs to work for me? Start with something small like this. Pick a shape, whether it's a heart or, or, or a star or something. Pick a shape and focus on the shape, right? Focus on that shape that you want to see heart shapes everywhere right? Picture it. And then go throughout the day and see how many heart-shaped things you find. Mm, Just like when you buy a new car, right? Yes. Right? You start triggering. And then all of a sudden you start seeing leaves that are heart-shaped. You start finding rocks that are heart-shaped. You'll start finding like designs that are heart-shaped out of nowhere. You'll see a woman walking down with a heart-shaped blouse, right? Like everything, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the hearts will be everywhere. And that will start making you believe how powerful your mind is. Right. Because it starts with that belief. And once you start that belief, you're like, wait, curiosity even opens up more. Well, what else can my mind do? I like that. I like what that. else can my mind do? Yeah. And don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Say more about that. I think we're also programmed to think that we're supposed to figure this out on our own. Right. Like, oh my gosh, we're supposed to figure it out. I'm supposed to have it all together. I'm supposed to have all the answers. So I do this morning call in our, in our, in our group, like nine to like, it's like a 30 minute call every morning, Monday through Friday. And I do it just to get people's brains thinking, mm-hmm. right? Because again, it's about consistency and about habits. And it's funny today, actually, we discussed this as well. How many people are afraid to be themselves because they're afraid of what other people may think of them? So they're walking around, living a life, of what they think the others want them to be. Mm -hmm. Then the others are walking around afraid of what other people are thinking of them. (laughs) So they're walking around showing up as who they think others want them to be. So you have all these people that are walking around, not afraid to be themselves, Mm -hmm. but no one's, everyone's so busy worrying about them that they're not worried about you. Yes, that's so true. Right? So if we let that go and just let it go and just say, whatever, whatever. Like a third of the population are going to love you no matter what you do, Lisa. And mm-hmm. guess what? A third of the population are going to hate you no matter what you do, right? No matter what you do. And then yep. the third of the population are going to try to figure you out, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So just be you and then be around the people that love you. And the ones that don't, doesn't matter. Doesn't make them bad people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make them any worse or better, right? Don't have any judgment. They may not like whatever. It doesn't even matter. Just let them go. Yeah, yes. let them go. <laughs> Let it go, right? So going back to we're not meant to do this alone, right? It's not meant to be in our own minds and figure this thing out. It's to express, to share, to share our journey, to share our challenges, to share, get a coach, be a coach, right? Like the greatest leaders are the greatest followers. There's a reason for that. Yes, absolutely. Right? So pick and choose who you want to follow and then look at the crowd that's following you and pour into them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. It's again, simple, not easy. (laughs) Simple, not easy. And, and, you know, back to the programming that we have, I couldn't help but think about when you're saying, you know, like we, we focus on all the things we don't want to be doing uh, and those visuals that come up. And I, 
I am not a parent, so I, I can speak about parenting, you know, with very open hands and from a distance, but I will say it really, um, just, it, it crushes me when I hear kids be told, don't do that. Don't touch this. Don't hit, don't bite. Don't this, don't this, don't this, don't do drugs. You know, don't, 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 don't. And, and it's like, and that's exactly what they're focusing on. Everything we say, don't do. And oh my God, of course, perfect time for this conversation, right? Because I will tell you, as much as I study and as much as I know, this is how difficult programs are. I have an 11 and nine-year-old. And again, I started studying this probably about three years ago. Previous to that, I had the greatest intentions, but the bad programs. Mm. I was that mom. I take that back. Sometimes I'm still that mom as much as I know. So Lisa, I just want to share with you, that's how deep our programs are, oh. right? And it's so amazing. So like I said, three years ago, so my oldest one was, she's now 11, so she was eight, right? And my little one was, is nine, so she was six. Just the difference in them grasping these concepts and for me, not even grasping, but how I changed and how their behaviors are different has a massive impact even at the age of when I started studying this. And that, that, is, that is so beautiful. And I, I, it makes me excited that your kids, even at this age, right? Like, and you can look back and like, okay, there, you know, the programming was there, but the fact that at this young age, they are seeing what you are going through and the, the shift and change in perspectives that you are creating for them. That just makes me so excited. Lisa, again, I'm a Korean immigrant with programs that come in that I'm supposed to be a doctor, lawyer, mm. or all of these things, right? Like, and again, my parents did the best that they could with the level of awareness. They love me deeply, deeply, yeah. right? But they've also programmed, don't do this, don't do that. When I started venturing off into this, you know, world of mindset, my mom, what are you doing? What are people going to think of you? What are you going to say, right? All of these things. Yeah. And it was her fears that she was putting onto me and no fault of her own, right? Mm. No fault of her own. My, my mother is like Mother Teresa. She's the most amazing person. Like she is my superhero. Mm. Yet at the end of the day, it's also her programming. Wait, what are you? What are people going to think about you? What, what, what are people going to say? Right? Well, those programs are, are are real, and those programs have been passed on to me that are real, right? Mm. And then the way that I raise my children, like I really had the belief system that it was my job and duty to instill discipline mm. before they turned. Five. Mm. So can you imagine all the t- times I said, no, don't, can't. Mm-hmm. Now I'm creating new programs, mm. right? And again, I don't want to say I'm going back trying to fix the programs because if I go back to fix the programs, I'm going to be stuck in the programs, right? But consistently, the more that I study and the more that I work on myself, the more elevation and awareness that I get. And then the more that I'm able to actually transfer that knowledge onto our daughters. Mm. So everything is just a journey right? Mm-hmm. Like if there's no end goal, like it's not an end goal thing. My, my goal is enjoying the journey and learning every single day. And it's amazing how you bring this up because, you know, this past weekend we brought them with us and I saw in so many forms the damage that I've done, mm-hmm. like those programs that I had. And I could do, I could respond in two different ways. I could beat myself up. Mm-hmm. Right. And I could say, why did I do that? How did I, blah, blah, blah. Or I could be grateful for the level of awareness to know and then know that I can create something new. Mm-hmm. And again, decisions and habits. So what decision did I make that I'm going to create a new? Mm-hmm. And again, just because I made that decision doesn't make me perfect. Now I got to mm-hmm. work towards it. Now I got to create habits, right? Mm-hmm. 
along the way and do the work. I love the distinction too, that you're making of, it's not about going back and fixing anything, right? It doesn't matter if, you know, your six-year-old daughter, or it's, you know, someone who's listening, who's 35 or 77 or 105, right? We are who we are, right? And to take that belief that we are perfect at every step of the way and continuing to change and grow and what are the new programs, right? And so it takes the, the focus off fixing anything and it says, okay, what, what do we want to create? What, what's the new program? And I love, love that. It's so, so true. And I'm so glad that you emphasize that because there's no, nothing to be fixed. People are amazing in design and not for nothing, those obstacles and challenges, those fears, those worries, those doubts, those panic attacks, the staying up all night, not being able to breathe. Those are the things that make us grow, mm. right? In those moments, that's where we have growth. And, and how you know those have helped you grow? Because you're here listening to this right now. Mm. That's evidence. Right. So when we think back and I say this to all people all the time, and it kind of goes back to our initial conversation of when we're looking into the future of all the things that we desire and that we want to live and how we want to live, you can't see the dots. Right. Mm -hmm. Because when you go into the house, again, it's going to keep you in anxiety. You're going to overthink. You're going to overanalyze. And if it doesn't show up the exact same way, you're going to think you're failing. And it's not for us to know all about the house Mm because all you need to know your next step and take action. But you're not supposed to figure all of this out. Mm-hmm. right? You're not supposed to figure out all the dots, but what's really amazing is that when you look back in your life, you can absolutely understand that all those dots needed to exist mm-hmm. and they all connect mm-hmm. in order for you to be who you are and where you are today. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's listening to this and they feel really, really down and about, and they're really not in a good space, it may be very difficult for them to hear this yeah. yet. I hope and pray that they get to a point to be grateful for this moment. That contrast shows up for them to understand that this is not the life that they want to live. Mm. And all you need is two things, making a decision and creating a habit. Mm. And if you don't believe in yourself yet to do it, believe in the fact that we believe in you, that you can do it. And then take that initial step. And then what happens is, There's no greater reward for ourselves other than us saying that we want something and then watching us take action and getting that. No greater reward. And because we as humans, we're either growing or we're dying. And when we desire something, we're moving towards that desire. We're growing. Mm -hmm. Pick one thing. I don't care what it is. Knitting, reading, I don't travel. I don't care what it is. Pick one thing. And when we focus on that one thing, it actually starts to show up everywhere else. Yes. And as, as you're sharing that, you and I just, I come back to the, when you, when you said, don't do it alone, right. Be in community. And, yes. and, and sometimes it is really hard. Sometimes we are in dark, difficult places. And, and it's part of my passion behind doing this podcast and having people share their stories is so that people will know they're not alone because we connect when we hear someone else. Oh, you struggled with that. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm not alone. Somebody else gets it. And that to me is, you know, just so important. And, and also 
I, I mean, and, and it's interesting having lived around the world in, in various cultures and stuff, American culture really stands out for that independence. I can do it myself. I shouldn't need anybody else. And I mean, there's many wonderful things that come from that culture of independence. And there's also some real limitations and, and we are kind of taught not we're programmed not to let ourselves be vulnerable and reach out and share. And that is something that I really am passionate about reprogramming of yes, no, let's be vulnerable. Let's share. Let's let go of the shame because you know, when you tell a story that you feel shameful about somebody else is listening and is just in amazement and awe at hearing you share that. And then they say, oh my goodness, I thought I was the only one. And then all of a sudden the shame floats away and it's like this beautiful connection and moving forward. So, so important. It's so, so important. That's what keeps us all connected and helps each other rise. Yes. We are a collective whole, right? And when we do the work inside, we raise human potential as a whole, as a whole. It's, it really is so, so beautiful. And the fact of, you know, there's a statement of impression of increase that Bob Proctor talks about, you know, and it talks about like every single person that you meet. I mean, this tool alone will change your world, will change your world if you commit to this one thing. The impression of increase is literally every single person you come across, that you leave them a little better off because they encountered with you, they, they mm. connected with you. Whether it's through a smile, right? Even if you have the mask on, you, people can feel the smile through their eyes. Yeah. Whether it's a smile, whether it's a thank you, whether it's a genuine compliment, right? Whether it's empowerment, whether it's believing in someone, leave them off a little bit better than you found them. Mm. That energy that gets translated creates a ripple effect. And then the most amazing thing happens as you continue this habit, you start receiving. Mm. you start receiving and receiving so I do it selfishly I love people but guess what I also love the way it makes me feel to make another person feel so good (laughs) so Lisa I cannot even thank you enough for sharing this and like connecting the people because this is how we learn Mm. it is through the stories think about the books and everything it's through the stories that we learn and the previous generations they all left us left us stories if we just are curious enough to discover discover so when you look into the future generationally into the future right because we talked kind of like about okay we've got generations of programming um talk to me a little bit about what you see i mean does this start to snowball and does new programs are they built faster over time generation to generation what are your thoughts on that I do believe that I do believe that but just like with anything else there's chaos before greatness Mm. right if you look at the contrast of the thinking right the contrast it's getting wider and wider Mm -hmm. and really technology has made it much easier for information to get get out there to create communities to great to create you know, the communication. Mm-hmm. So I do believe it's going to get faster and faster and faster. And yet at the end of the day, I do believe that we're going to see contrast because contrast laws of universe, it has to show up. Like we don't know the good without the bad. Mm-hmm. So we're about to have massive greatness. But what does that mean? Massive chaos. And the reason why is just like anything else, right? When there's polar opposite thoughts that are happening, what happens, right? That's that energy pull. Everything that we're doing and everything that we're living is all energy. It's mm-hmm. all vibrational energy levels 
So this is exactly why it's so important for people to listen to communities like yours, right? Or follow my community or, you know, find a community that are into the positive mindset, into helping you grow, into self-discovering. And if you're not in that community, what happens? You're now in the community of fear, lacking worries and doubt, because that's what the masses actually show, right? It's all over TV news and all of this stuff. So if you're not consciously making an effort to better, you're literally going to unconsciously be dragged behind, right? So this is exactly where I am so grateful for you doing the work to grow the community, to create awareness, because that's exactly how we create it better and faster and better and faster. So at the end of the day, yes, it's good. It is, but we need more and more people to do the work with us. Mm-hmm. We it need feels- as many people to have the courage to express and understand and then bring other people along. Cause the more that we do that, the more that we help not yeah. just ourselves, but everyone around us. Yeah. It feels to me sometimes that we're, our generation is living in a real time of transition and there are incredible challenges that come with that. And yet also what an amazing time in history to be alive and to be part of the transitions. You hit it right on the head, Lisa. And think about it, right? Life is all about perception, mm. all about perception. The only thing that differentiates two people is literally perception, mm. right? So knowing that you have the perception to say, what a great opportunity, right? What an amazing time and place to be able to be part of this transition, knowing we have access to anything and everything that we need and ability to create all the things that we're going to want and need, right? So knowing that, like, how beautiful is that? Or you can gain the perception of why is everything changing? Everything's changing. Oh my God, this is so scary. They're out to get us. Oh my God, everybody's out to get us. Everybody's. And guess what? If you're thinking the latter, that everybody's out to get you and they're all, you're going to find evidences of that. And you're going to, your mind is going to pick it up everywhere and put you in a dark place. Right. And then, I mean, it shows up in their physical body, right? Like they're scared, living in fear. So you have two options. And this is another thing too, that I love, you know, they say that the new age of illiteracy are not the people that cannot read or write. The new age of illiteracy are people that cannot learn, unlearn and relearn. Oh, wow. Think about that, right? The new age of illiteracy are people that cannot learn, unlearn and relearn because of the rapid changes we're having. Mm. So as a program, as a whole, we need to program people that we have the ability to make changes and that we have the ability to create new programs and that learning and experience of living is literally just an experience and adventure for us to self-discover more of who we are and what we're capable of. Yeah. Right. So this is where teach people change is inevitable. It's always going to happen. Always personal growth is an option. It's a decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bob Proctor says it all the time. I absolutely love, as you can tell, I just, there's so many people that teach this concept, right? The reason why I love him is he simplifies so many things mm. and the simplicity of it. Yeah. Because yeah. it is so simple, but not easy. Right. Right. Can I ask you one other question? Um, with certain things happen in this world that are just horrific abuse, violence, trauma, accidents, death. How, how does one hold that reality with the perspective that things are perfectly being revealed and unfolded and, and, and yeah. 
How? How do you do that? It's so, so true. I mean, I went, you know, I went through that journey and I still, again, I'm continuously on my journey, right? Because the amount that I feel like I understand and know, I also feel like I understand, understand and know just a speck mm-hmm. because really the, the infinite potential that we have, you know, is massive, right? You think about the entire galaxy and whatever that we're, we're in, earth is just a little dot. And then like, I'm even like smaller than a little speck of a dot. Like, you know what I mean? So the fact of the matter is as much as I can study and know in my lifetime, I know that I only understand just a, you know, Mm. a a bit of it, if you will. Right. So my curiosity is through the roof, but I remember thinking to myself the same exact question that you just asked. Right. And I also remember thinking like, I have this massive desire to literally help save the world. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to save the world and help everybody. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is what I need to focus on is saving me, right? And growing me as much as I possibly can. And that's how the world changes. But truth be told, that contrast needs to exist. So before I used to feel so, so bad. And don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't have a heart when when tragedy happens and things happen. Of course, I feel bad. Of course. But I'm also grateful for that moment. Mm. Now, this might sound really absurd and awkward for people that are listening. Mm The reason why I'm grateful for that moment is fully understanding that everything's happening for us, Mm. right? And that's my belief system, right? I understand everything's happening for us. I also understand the universal laws. With that, there cannot be great without bad, right? There cannot be left without a right. So if those things didn't exist, how would we know what great is? Mm. How do we know what good is? Mm. And Lisa, the, 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 the negativity or the, 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 the tragedies and all of that darkness, if that didn't exist, how do you know what light is? And how do you know what greatness is? So as we shift human collective as a whole and we go into the greater, greater, this is always going to exist. The negativity, the the, the darkness, it's just going to look different. Mm. Does that Mm. make sense? Right, because as we take the greatness and the light farther up, then the darkness isn't as deep. Because it, it comes up like there's always going to be it. There's going to be that gap. Yes. And yet the darkness doesn't stay as deep because the light and the love and the positivity is going yes. higher and growing greater. And so that brings, that's uh, a beautiful way of. Not only did you see it, but you felt it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think everybody that's on their personal journey. Right. Like you think about Elon Musk, whether you agree, disagree, whatever, listen to the way he thinks. And I just love it. Mm. One of the reasons why he says that he expands his thinking, like you don't have to agree with everything that he says, but listen to a couple points. Right. The reason why he expands his thinking, he understands that that expansion of thought is what will bring us up as a whole. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And I have the statement that I want to share with everybody, too, that, you know, everybody in our community says as well, but harness the good and forgive the rest, Mm. right? Harness the good and forgive the rest in every aspect and every human, every experience, everything that comes your way, right? Because no matter how bad it is, you can only see it as bad because there is actually a good side to it if we're open to it. Mm. So harness the good and forgive the rest, especially when you come to encountering other people. I think we as humans are also, we as people, we get programmed to judge people right? So we can meet someone and we can fall in love with them. And we're like, oh my God, this person is so great. But then they do one thing wrong, or they show up in a way that maybe, you know, not to our standards or not to our expectations. And all of a sudden we say, we don't like that person. 
And we forget the fact that we loved everything else about that person, but except that. So harness the good and forgive the rest. We don't need to like every single thing about every single human being. But if you can even find that one good thing in that person, because there, believe me, there is, there's way more than that one thing about every single individual you're going to counter. Going back to impression of increase, find the good and leave them a little better off because they encounter with you. So mm-hmm. if you create that habit of looking for the good all the time and forgiving the rest, yeah. then not only do you grow, you help them grow. Like it just, we're all connected. So everything grows. Again, but most people so are simple. Right? So simple. <laughs> Not I know, easy, I know, right? I know. Because we focus on, oh, this person did that to me. And this, and then the other person joins it. Oh, yeah, that person sucks. And yeah. Well, if you're consciously aware you're in that environment, just know that that environment is not serving you. So you can mm-hmm. make a decision to either stay in that environment and know that it's not serving you, or you can make a decision to not be in that environment anymore or be the person that changes that environment by speaking up and being vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. It's really powerful. What an amazing, um, like, and I'm just, I, again, I just, even before we jumped on what you're about to do tomorrow and, 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 and whatnot and bringing people together in the conversations, this is really what is necessary and needed, right? To bring people together because no matter how different two people may be in polar opposites, right? From different culture, different belief system, but you put them in a room long enough, they will realize they have more in common than they have differences. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the way, again, our brains are programmed, we make snap judgments. It's, it's the way that the brain works and those snap judgments, sometimes they help us. Sometimes they save our lives. And yet a lot of times, especially in our modern world, a lot of times they do a disservice and they limit us and they keep us disconnected from people. And, uh, yeah, if we can just let that other part of our brain, the the programming that thinks, oh, wait a minute, there is something here to connect with. Uh-huh. We are underneath all of the layers of differences that our brain wants to analyze. We are humans and we, yes, are connected. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. And when we connect with our thoughts and our desires, it connects our hearts. And once we're connected with hearts, Anything and everything is possible. Mm. You know, this has been so delightful. And I feel like I could just ask for your entire day. Let's just stay on. <laughs> I'm so grateful for Mary for connecting us. And I just appreciate you so much sharing pieces of your journey and experience and the wisdom and the lessons that you are teaching and sharing with the world. And yes, we need more. Oh, aren't there lessons in every day? Oh mm-hmm. gosh. And as long as we're open to them, right? Yes. And I, you know, going back, um, some of my greatest lessons comes from my kids. Like they're my greatest teachers. Um, they're my greatest teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want people to be open to that, that we as humans are actually born complete. Everything actually is inside of us. Mm-hmm. And if we can understand that. And know that when kids are born, all they need is an environment that empowers them for them to self-discover more of who they are and what they have inside of them versus shoving information into a box, right? Like we're just shoving information, shoving information, shoving information. They know a lot, but they're coming out scared, you know, depressed because they haven't discovered who they are and what they are. So if we can work collectively to understand that humans are born complete and that we need to create environments 
for them to self-discover more of who they are and what they're capable of, then the world gets to see such amazing, brilliant, beautiful creations everywhere because we're all born as creators. I love it. Right? Are you doing parenting seminars too? I will be getting into that. I'm actually in conversation. Um, mm-hmm. I want to do a couple seminars because my husband and I have spent more time together in businesses than most people that's been married for over like 60, 70 years. I want to do families. Um, but anybody and everybody either reach me out or anybody that's in your world that you want to learn from, you're feeling it, make a decision. Don't let the fear, worries, and doubt stop you. Make the decision and literally start pouring into you and investing in you. And just to go back and reiterate just one thing that you said, I am so forever grateful for Mary Forster. She is like the brightest light. And I just love her so much. And watching her growth to expand and expand and expand. She is a ray of sunshine. And I am so grateful for her connecting you and I as well. Like I mentioned, I just, I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing and so honored to be on this podcast with you today. Thank you. It is, it is an honor. And I, um, I will include your, your website and, and things in the show notes in case anyone wants to reach out or just see more of the work that you're doing and anything I can do to help support. <laughs> I'm just like, yes. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> Same here. So literally, I do believe this, like all of our work individually, it all connects. And like, it, it, we, yeah. I, I know you saw it and you felt it, right? Like we all raise yeah. and raise everyone. Yeah. Yes. yes. Thank you so, so join much. the work, join our groups. Yes. <laughs> join yes. us, right? Join. Get ready. Yes, the yes. teachers, the teachers are appearing, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and all the students are becoming ready. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, I love this moment. And I love this. I can't, I can't uh, express my gratitude enough. Thank you, Lisa.